Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 44. This is the easy one for those of you watching on YouTube land to do with our two hands. Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here hanging out with Johnny B. As always, today is a fun topic. The things we hate most about reselling, right? And it's kind of, this is going to be interesting because Johnny B. does full-time eBay. I do full-time Amazon. Johnny B. really doesn't, you know, have a social media presence, a YouTube channel that basically consumes my whole life like myself. So, this is going to be a very fun topic. We're not just going to cover like business things. We're going to cover things, you know, we see out there and just whatever's on our minds. So we're probably going to go down a few rabbit holes here, but it will be a fun time. So I'm going to start off first here. I'm not even going to let Johnny B speak for the first five minutes of this episode. Um, thing that bothers me that I hate about reselling is the, the how easy it is portrayed to be on social media and YouTube. So somebody like myself who's very active on both social media and YouTube, it just seems to me that people make these 30-second videos of them walking into a store, scanning stuff, showing their phone, saying they're going to make a hundred thousands, tens of thousands, a million dollars, and that's the video. And people are actually on there commenting like, sell me your course. How do I do this? Like, if only we really knew how much work and how far from the truth these videos were like, I need to get some kind of community role on social media platforms and YouTube where I can go in and flag reselling content as BS, right? <laughs> like <laughs> we all know like the censorship that goes on on some of these platforms. Like I need to be the guy that goes to the reselling stuff and is like flagged. Like this is a lie. Like, because a lot of it, it's just straight up BS. Like it doesn't work like that. If they're just trying to sell a course or, or sell, sell something else besides an actually like growing a reselling business. So that's where I'm starting out today. You can uh, go off the wheels on whatever you want. I got a question on this one. Is it really misinformation or out of date information? It's misinformation. misinformation. Um, a lot of it, like the, the, the more recent one I've been seeing going around is people, uh, going into like Costco's and scanning like the prime drinks, right? The prime energy drinks is like the craze going on right now. And they make it seem like, oh, look, I scanned it and it's showing $10 profit and I can sell this myself. And like, they don't even factor in shipping a case of like of liquid. Like how much is it going to cost you to ship a 24 pack of any drink? Like it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Like it's so far from reality and, like, they'll even load up their car and act like they're buying the stuff, dude. It's like, headed to checkout to make my $10 million. Like, it's so bad. It's just, like, I don't know, man. And it's always, it's never just that. It's always some kind of, like, course or something connected to it that really provides no value. It's probably done with AI or, like, some kind of, like, VA. It's just, it's so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely people out there that help that have, you know, like courses and programs for sure. But I think there's a big difference when somebody's just trying to pitch like a false, like, I don't know, false appearance of what reselling is. And they make it seem so easy when 
it's honestly the complete opposite. So probably my number one hate is platform deadlines. Like even Amazon's got one, the Q4, get it all in before Q4. And uh, eBay's got a daily one of get your listings up. So that's probably my number one hatred. If it was a lot more go at my own pace, I could have more flexibility for my side projects. So in one regard, I hate it. In one regard, I need it because side projects can be very distracting. You can get tunnel vision in that and not get the actual work done that actually produces dollar bills. But I don't like the deadlines. Like some days I'm just not feeling the eBay and I wish I could take the day off. And technically I could with draft banks and stuff, but that's not me. I do it regardless every single day because I don't like feeding myself bad habits. Uh, now that I'm jumped on back in Amazon, I'm going to hate Q4 because I'm not going to send any Amazon books until next year. But I'm going to do FBM in the meantime. Seller, so, seller support, dude. Seller support. I know you hate it. I think everybody hates it. I know. I mean, unless maybe if you have like an anchor store on eBay where you have like a direct line to somebody. Um, it's think, a different tier of customer service, so you don't get the randos. Yeah, I think the seller support on all of these platforms is a laughing stock because if you take take all the fees that we all make these companies, how many people could they actually pay? that were properly trained on the platform, properly understood when you call the problem that was going on. And they just, they just choose not to do it. It's a joke to me. And it drives me nuts because I think about like, I sell hundred K on Amazon, 50 K of that's going to Amazon for fees. That's me. I'm a little, I'm a little blip on the map. We times this by, you know, millions of sellers. I mean, we can't have a group of intelligent people to answer calls from people or even like, all right, this is kind of going to be like, uh, this This is a hot take. Uh, almost tiered systems, okay? Kind of like eBay's anchor store, but you don't pay for it, right? That uh, it's All right. Yeah, if you're, yes and no. No, because it should be based off your volume on the platform. Um, but with eBay, if you're going to do that volume, you need that store for more listings anyway. So, but like with Amazon and even some of the smaller ones like Etsy and things like that, once, you, once you're selling so much, I think that should almost bump you up a tier to where, hey, this person means a little bit more to us than Joe Blow, who sold 10 things on Etsy. Like I always like I always say it's a dead with Etsy because, you know, she got over 10,000 sales over there. And it's like, how can somebody that just started with Etsy who has no idea how to list their first item call and ask for help and then Deb calls right after that person and has to deal with the same person who has no idea what they're talking about, like. Dude, there needs to be some kind of system here of respect for the sellers, like some kind of like loyalty program, right? Like uh, I've been with progressive, you know, insurance forever. And now like my calls automatically get routed ahead of somebody who just signed up for the insurance company because I've been with them for X amount of years. I would even be fine with something like that. Not even sales based. How long have you been selling on the platform? So it's funny. Every time I call into eBay, they tell me every year increment i've been with e ebay oh i've seen you've been with ebay for blah amount of years thank you for being one of ebay's most valued sellers and it's like i know that's this company line but i do feel slightly better that they gave me a thank you not so much I i'm full of shit on that one but um it, it is interesting and i can't really blame amazon and ebay 
too much because well no i can't blame the person answering the phone too much i'm gonna blame ebay and amazon because those that don't know these people don't really work for amazon or ebay they're a hired out company that deals in customer service now ebay and amazon give them the rules and guidelines and knowledge base system for them to look up everything but they're just people like you and me. It's a job. They've walked into it. They they got handed the guidebook, and now the phones ring. I'm sure they got a two week course, but still. Let's. That's what I'm saying. Let's basically soup up call centers. So instead of having a thousand people and we're paying them two dollars an hour, why don't we make it you know a hundred k a year job, and we have people that had maybe been resellers in the past. Uh, you know, maybe offer some kind of benefits to these people. So it's more enticing. Like, we don't want to just deal with somebody that doesn't care, right? Like you said, it's just like, hello. Yeah, thank you for being with us, Johnny, for 25,000 years. Yeah. Like, and like you said, I don't blame the people at all. I mean, you got to oh. make money, right? Some Everybody's in different situations in life. But these platforms, man, that's like, that's I, I really hate the fact that you can't get a hold of somebody. And if you do... You can call back in an hour and you can get a completely different answer about the same exact question worded the same exact way. And it's like, it sucks for us because if you don't get the right direction and you misstep, you could lose lose your account, you know, lose the platform altogether because, yeah. and, and they're not going to care, right? Oh yeah, I called in, I talked to Johnny earlier and he said it was okay for me, for me to list this item that, you know, is, is banned on this platform yeah, and, and then do it. And then you're banned. And then what are you going to put in your email? Well, Johnny told me, they're going to be like, who the hell is Johnny? We don't even, we don't even know who that guy is. He doesn't even work for us. You're still banned. Beat it. It's like, I don't know. That's what, that's what kind of drives me nuts. I love it when I call in and I know more than they do about their own tools. That's my favorite part. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Whenever you have to deal with something and you're trying to explain exactly what's going on, it's like talking to a brick wall. I might as well be talking to one of my cats. Hey, Zazu, come here. Can you help me fix this, buddy? It's just like, oh, my God. Like, I get it. You know, that's their job. They have, like, here's my script I have to go off to try diagnosis. But they, these platforms got to do a better job overall, in my opinion. Now, what I'd like for it to happen is – I, I dealt with this with my internet company. My internet pro company is pretty good. They remoted in from my phone because I was having issues with my modem and router and were able to fix my issue fairly quickly. The mean having to subscribe what I'm seeing, look for some obscure thing. That was a lot better. I would like for eBay and Amazon to remote in on our computers. Oh my God, Sky, I got to take over. No, it would solve it would solve so much customer service calls being able to do that. Um, on top of having a knowledgeable person, give empower the phone customer service person a little bit better, give them the tools and access they need to actually do their job to help us, the sellers. I do. I mean, I'm going to speak for probably 90% of eBay sellers. Uh, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Listing I, on eBay. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I guess I could say that it's because as a, you know, primary Amazon seller, the listing is like, it's night and day in comparison. And I don't, I just, it takes, I don't know, man, like you're good at it, but like for the average Joe Blow, like myself, who's like listening on the phone and like the pictures, you got to flip the pictures sometimes. Like I hate listing on eBay, dude. It is the 
it's 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 pro it's the main reason why I don't do more eBay is because you know you got to take ten photos, right? You gotta. I know it's just a book, but uh, I always try to take as many photos as I can. I'm not doing like how many photos can you do now? Twenty four. Yeah, up to twenty four. You can pay for more still, but max is twenty four for free. So like I usually do between like it's probably between like seven and ten photos per book because I. I just feel like if you're on that platform, people expect to be able to see everything on the book like that you're selling, right? You know, um, but I, it sucks, dude. I, I hate it. I mean, I know you actually, but I think it's different though, right? Because you, you have a passion for, you know, the stuff you sell. So for me, I'm just like, I just see it as like a $10, $20 bill. I'm like, well, so I got to do this to make this $20 bill. Like that's the only motivation I have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do like what I sell, but like I tell you earlier, some days I just don't feel like listing. I do it anyway, but um, it doesn't have its charm. It once did, that's for sure. It's still a job, uh, my own job, but yeah. Um, another thing I hate is fees. I get it to an extent to maintain your operations, but when you go on above and beyond that and when you're getting to the greedy portion of it... um. And I'm going to say even for the customer side, because eBay's international program where they're having to drop, I don't know, 50 to $100 bill to buy a $10 item is a bit ridiculous because it's cheaper just to go through USPS, honestly. So even eBay's clearing money on shipping these days. I have no idea about Amazon, but I think the fees are – they're good to an extent. I get it. You need to cover off operations. Gas in those Amazon trucks ain't free. Paying for the customer service on eBay and Amazon ain't free. Paying your the employees in the Amazon warehouse ain't free. I get it. But you're collecting money both on the seller end and the consumer end. So, yeah. yeah I okay. here's don't know argument. what the answer is for I, that. I got, here's my argument. At least Amazon, yeah, I sell, you know, a, a book for 20 bucks. Like, Amazon takes 10 bucks. Like, at least all I have to do is throw that item in a box and Amazon deals with, you know, storing it and packing mm -hmm. it and making sure that it's my big argument with this is it's like, like you're saying with eBay and like, uh, even with Etsy, like the fee increases, it's just there. What is the justification? And like, they always give the most bogus ass justification for these fees. We're going to, we're going to make great commercials. So more people shop on our website and like me and Deb see like the Etsy commercials. And it's like, it's the worst, it's worst, like I could make a better Etsy video for a commercial. It's like, guys, you're just pot. And then, the, and then you see that what the, the higher ups are making, right? You're like, wait a minute, this dude, this, this dude or lady's making how much money and you're going to raise these fees. And they always, they're always subtle about it too. It's like, it's only a 1% increase. You know, it's only 1%. Yeah. Well, year after year. You know, it's like the post office, you know, uh, that's a whole nother. That's that's another thing. I hate. we're going to roll right into that. How many times can we increase post office rates? I mean, we're looking at three times a year basically anymore. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, it is insane. And what and what was interesting, I eBay has a history timeline thing of all their big things they've done. I'm not sure if Amazon does or not. But I noticed back in their heyday, uh, eBay was buying companies left and right. And I know Amazon owns a lot of companies itself. So I get part of the money goes to acquisitions to make your company better as a whole. But 
I would like it to come from revenue that doesn't take so much out of the pocket of the consumer and the seller. And I'm not sure, again, I'm not sure the right answer on that, where you, they're like us. They want to expand and grow, 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 grow. How do they do that? Like Amazon's also got a lot more overhead because they have physical warehouses they got to build and they got to staff those suckers pretty heavily and or buy technology and equipment to make those warehouses function in the way they do. It's a logistical nightmare, I'm sure. But I think the bean counters need to get in the room and let's come up with a better way to do the same. Um, but then again, what's their incentive, right? It's just easier for them to raise fees on everybody. So I don't know. I hate people that take advantage of the systems that are in place, right? And on the topic of post office, people that ship normal items, media mail, people that abuse the system because they can get away with it and everybody else has to pay for it. And unfortunately, if you don't, if you think people aren't sending clothes, sending anything, electronics, media mail, I'm here to tell you, you are dead wrong. There's a bunch of slimy people out there. And every once in a while, one of the bigger cases pops up in the news of mail fraud. And uh, it goes on all the time. And I understand, like, they can say, well, you know, that's why we have to increase the, the shipping rates. And I just, like, I just think about it, right? We, we buy shipping through these platforms, and it's discounted. And I think to myself, yeah. like, imagine walking in to a UPS, FedEx, USPS, and trying to ship, like, one of our size boxes, like a 16 by 12 by 12 box, like priority mail or UPS ground, like it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, chief. Like it's it's ridiculous how expensive it's gotten. And we complain about it, but we have discounted rates. I'm trying to think about the person who is just maybe sending a box to their kid in college full of like, you know, stuff or, you know, Christmas time sending gifts to somebody overseas and you're walking in the post office to buy that stamp like good luck you better have a lot of lot of cash with you because they're going to take it all and they do have commercial accounts but they want you to ship like 600 pieces of mail every day it, that is a big time deal to get up to that level i'm not saying it's impossible but i don't plan to see commercial rates for quite some time to be even able to be considered because they gotta do a whole vetting interview thingy with you um so i don't know and then you have USPS and FedEx and DHL and all the others who are just a little bit more expensive. I think they do a better job in different aspects of their business compared to the United States Postal Service. But at the end of the day, it's about cost. And like even me, I pass that cost on to the customer and I'm still using USPS, meaning I charge for a mailing label and then some. Um you which just with lower offers, I guess, enables me to accept lower offers. I don't want to do lower offers, but I built a cushion for myself where I'm able to and still pay the stamp. But uh, go ahead. You you got it. At the end of the day, you got it because you're just gonna you're gonna price yourself out of your business. Honestly, that's all it comes down to. You can't like you can't just keep doing the price point you're doing, and you know why everything else is going up. Every everywhere we look, everything is going up besides my 401k. Um, hmm. So it's like we we have to adjust to these times because if not, you're done. You're just going to be working for free, basically, and not even working for free. You're going to be working to lose money. And that's the sad reality of a lot of reselling, Johnny. It's like 
a lot of people do a lot of work and make no money. And like, I don't understand, like, I guess it's to say, oh, I have a business, but like at some point you got to look in the mirror and like, be like, all right, well, this ain't working. Yeah, I mean, I've had to do that a couple of times this year. This has been a terrible year for me, but I've made adjustments that make it better uh, every day, honestly. Um, you got to experiment and you got to innovate, uh, especially if you're doing something more unique. Like what I'm doing is kind of unique. Um, but for Amazon, it may be, if you're doing FBA, it may be you subset a little bit with FBM. It may be you get better priced items so maybe this year it's $30 books next year it's going to be $40 books year after that it's $50 books what happens when you're only looking for $100 books because of all the fees that have gone on through the platforms it'll get to that point sooner or later so something's got to give I uh I got three words for me and 98.9% of the reselling community and you can respond to these three words how you feel we hate refunds I hate refunds. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's worse on Amazon than eBay, to be honest. Oh, dude, <laughs> it ain't even, I really do. It ain't even close. I would probably say I I have gotten more Amazon returns probably in one month than I ever have gotten on eBay, like in my whole eBay yeah. selling career. Like, yeah, I don't sell a lot on eBay, but I used to sell a decent I, I think amount. I've had like four this year and that was due to damage post office nonsense, not I, even. I think the, I think maybe we should reword that is that we hate Amazon, right? Because Amazon created the reef, the free refund madness, honestly. And, and uh, that's like everybody's expectation now. It's like, oh, well, I can just return this and get my money back. Like, sure, there are 100% situations where somebody is not as described. You get shipped something that's not even that item. But I'm just talking about, like, overall and general cases where, you know, I had somebody wait till the, the 29th day of the 30-day refund window on Amazon to return a CD. It's like, oh, I didn't like the CD. Well, you just had it for 29 days, right? It's like, I mean, come on. like Try before you buy. Yeah. But it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly okay to Amazon because it's not their product. They, they're going to get their fees for shipping it to them anyway. So it's like uh, we've created a monster and I, there's no going back from this, dude. It's the same way with shipping. Like everybody, like somebody will buy something off Deb. Like she's making these toys on an embroidery machine. And we got to stuff the toy, do all the stuff. And they, they want it the next day like it's Amazon. And it's like, no, just because Amazon has this huge network of products that are already made, people that are driving their trucks every single day of the week, even Sundays, it, that does not exist in the real world. That's literally just on Amazon. But people still think the real world is Amazon on every single platform. It's like, hey. I should get this right away. If I don't get this by tomorrow, I'm going to leave bad feedback and you're going to be in big trouble and I'm going to charge back your credit card. It's like, I don't know. I hate the fact that, I mean, I hate the fact that Amazon is so successful and the, the rules and policies they allow for their basically customers on their sites. I understand without the customers, the site doesn't exist. But I guarantee every single person that's sold on Amazon and even eBay, like you probably have been taken advantage of 
at least one time by somebody when it comes to refunds. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's it sucks that Amazon created this, but I hate the fact that it's like an Amazon mentality. No matter where people shop, it drives me nuts. It's like they want it right away, and it's like it, it doesn't work like that in the real world. Like, sure, you have what? What's your handle on time? One day, same day. So like he's trying to be a wannabe Amazon over there, right? So it's like for somebody that maybe you know maybe they have a job where they can't get to the post office. It's like. If you have five days handling time on, like people will straight up pass your items because they want to see that they're going to get it right away. Yeah, I mean, um, we sh we do we do a post office run twice a day. My cutoffs like ten thirty in the morning, but we'll still we'll still leave it for to do whatever comes in after ten. Basically, we do our mail around ten thirty, um, and anything that comes in after that up until four o'clock, we'll mail out the same day again as well. Um, just because I get a lot of my reviews are about how fast my shipping is compared to other sellers because it's media mail, right? So it could take up to two weeks to get to you technically. So the less time they got to wait for it, the more praise you'll get, I guess. I hate it's feedback. Buyers. I hate yeah. feedback. I hate the way it's done. I don't hate the theme of feedback itself but i hate the way it's done on both platforms amazon i hate it because it's so hard to do it's not I've, I've tried to do it as a customer it's not easy on ebay i i would much prefer like a reddit thing every positive is a thumbs up everything's a down and then you just have your average that would be nice instead of this positive neutral negative feedback now as far as leaving comments on either one I like the good ones I get, the ones that actually put in the thought that aren't the automated scripts by eBay. Those make me feel kind of good. Does it do anything for me? Not so much. Would it do something for another customer? I don't know because I don't interact with my customers. I can't go to my customers and be like, hey, what did you think about all these feedbacks you may or may not have read? They don't. I, there's no way to do that. It's um, dumb, dude. It's dumb. Yeah. Honestly, it's dumb. Like, oh, look, I got X amount of feedback. Like, I think it should be a system where you you have like, oh, like your account's in good standing, right? Like the mm -hmm. platform knows your account's in good standing. Why do we have to have a situation where it takes, you know, like I'm curious, can you even, I don't even think you can, can you lose your eBay account if you have X amount of negative feedback? Yes. Um, if you don't ship your items on time and you get enough negative feedback from that. Now, you can't ever have your account closed. This is what happens when somebody on eBay dies. They continue to sell their items. Their significant other doesn't know anything about eBay or how to get on to close down their account. And eBay just let them roll. And it's a bunch of vile nastiness from customers that have never bought something, never gotten a return from it. And now they have to deal with eBay customer support because that guy is not alive anymore. The account still exists, um, technically. But they're going to bury you. That's what happens when you go from below standard or even below that. And you're, the fees go up dramatically when you go below standard. It's like an extra 10. It might be 20% now. 20% extra fees. It's ridiculous. That that even exists. The platform knows their sellers, right? This feedback thing or whatever you're we're talking about. Like, why does it like... 
have to why do why do we have to be responsible for keeping this thing on display and you know being being the goody two shoes so we get less fees like the platforms know is Johnny B a good seller? Is he not a good seller? They tell it's, me so when I call in on the phone. <laughs> they got all dude, they got all the metrics. They got your shipping times, they got how fast you're shipping items out, your return rate, items not as described. So why does this even exist? If you're a bad seller, then you're off the platform. What if what if everybody that came on to eBay knew that every seller was on there was vetted to a certain degree by eBay and that they don't have these shady shady sellers? Maybe when you start an account, right? Because you, you don't know, right? Somebody just starts selling an account. You don't know if they're, you yeah. know, going to be good or not. So maybe it's like a probationary period where, you know, maybe you're under more scrutiny because they want to see if you're actually doing your stuff. But I think once you pass a certain point, it's like, all right, this person's doing what they're doing, like chasing these stupid little feedbacks. It's so dumb. Like I could care less about feedback and like, yeah, on Amazon, I rarely get them. My last one was a five-star review that said none. Literally the words on the, on the review just said N-O-N-E, none. Most of it's product, you know, descriptions like, hey, I love this great CD. This track has this person on it. It's like, it don't even have nothing to do with me. And honestly, like, it's not even once you get to a certain point, it doesn't even affect your account. It's like once you hit like we'll say like maybe a hundred feedback on eBay or like fifty feedback on Amazon, it shouldn't even be there anymore because it's pointless. I mean, sure, you know, if if you start doing things the wrong way, then maybe the platform can just send you a warning behind the scenes. But I feel like it doesn't matter in most parts because a lot of people, especially on Amazon, you can get feedback struck through. Like if you're selling FBA get it all your negative struck through like i probably i'm still 100 positive and i probably over the you know few years i've been selling on amazon i've probably gotten like 15 negatives struck through just because uh, i can strike it through i want to keep my 100 percent. so it's like it's pointless anyway like it's stupid here's what i like I, I would like you get so many negatives some kind of account comb through by ebay is done to determine if you need to be on the platform at all now that's that's the stick right here's the carrot if you're doing your good job how about you have the buy box for a little longer period of time opposed to somebody who doesn't do as good of a job or on ebay maybe you get a little bit more traffic or hey maybe your promoted listing rate they raise you a percent artificially so if you did 10 percent, they'll technically give you 11 percent if you're doing a good job um or they'll lower the fee on it or something or Maybe you get a reduction in your subscription fee. Maybe there's some kind of reward system for sellers. Would be nice to see. I would love to see that just so I could see all the YouTube videos of people. Johnny B gets more traffic than me. eBay hates me and my store, my cats yeah. and my family. We have do a better job. It's uh, <laughs> it's work harder. I, I do think it is tough though, right? Because like. They, these platforms make a lot of money from new sellers, right? You know, the listing fees, the stores, subscription fees. And it, it just, they can't, unfortunately, they can't turn away from like the newer sellers. And a lot of the headaches come from the newer sellers because they really don't understand, hey, what, what exactly is going on on the platform? And I do think, I hate that the platforms really don't have like a good training program, like, a step-by-step -step tutorial maybe they sit you down with somebody that well, then again they would have to hire somebody that actually understands the platform you're not going to sit down with somebody from across the world who's just getting paid to be there 
like you would have to basically go through a proper training. So the new sellers, you know, let's, let's, you know, get them on their path to success instead of just saying, here's an account. This is what you want for whatever price you want. And then, you know, you go bye-bye. Right. I mean, I've been to eBay's YouTube channel. I've, I don't, I've never been to Amazon's YouTube channel. I don't even know if they have one, but it's not easy. Um, and then we have all these groups that, I mean, you have a group to teach us Amazon, essentially. I mean, after this, we're going to go to the members call and answer questions there because it's not easy to get the information. How do I Amazon? How do I eBay? How do I do Amazon better than everybody else? How do I do eBay better than everybody else? That would be nice to see. I mean, I know they have uh, eBay open. Does Amazon have a convention or? Yeah, they do. And they, they basically got the same kind of tools eBay has, like these yeah. these, these half-ass videos. Like you when, when you got a job back in, you know, 2002 and they, they make you watch like the VHS tapes of this is how you handle a spill cleanup. Like it's like that. It's that bad. It's like you really can't yeah. learn anything. But what I would care. love to do is like, hey, eBay, how do coupons work the best how do promoted listings work the best and i get it maybe category dependent um or how do, how would you like me to do this newsletters what is the most optimal way to do that like you've given me these tools no explanation how to do it and i gotta figure it out i gotta talk to people and i gotta decide well that works for them for this reason because they sell stuff yeah they may be books or they may be cds but that may not necessarily apply to my books and I gotta, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, Mike. What do I do? Ah, I hate that these platforms. They want us, right? They want us to make sales so they make money, but they keep all these secrets about these things and how they work and these programs and the buy box. The buy the box. That's like, like the number one. Like, why? Why hide that information? Tell me how to do it. What do you want? Do you want me to send an <laughs> X amount of books? Do you want me to? also put x amount of books on fbm um do you want me to have 10 reviews why keep this a secret I, what's the point i was selling on ebay for years before i came across you and tech and sports i didn't even know the way you could build an ebay store by sending out newsletters sending out coupons like i never knew these tools even existed in the you know three years i was selling everything on ebay like that's crazy to me because it's such a vital tool when you start scaling your business and there's nothing about it, dude. They, it's just, it hides in the They're background. Buttons. They're just buttons in the background. Exactly. That's crazy to me. Like they would make, I so didn't do it at all last year. Um, I only did it this year because the, my refinement group started pushing it pretty hard. They're like, Hey, let's figure this out. Let's do this better than everybody else. And I'm like, okay. I'll drink this Kool-Aid. I like more sales. This sounds like pretty damn good Kool-Aid to me. All right. I got a few. I'm going to wrap a fire here before we wrap up the, uh, the the normal part of this and switch over to the members part. Uh, few things I hate. I hate driving. Traffic nah. sucks. Driving around nah. all the thrift stores. Uh, people think I just go to five thrift stores. You're absolutely wrong. Uh, I'm driving hour plus one way uh, a lot of times, and it, it's brutal. It eats me up. Sure. Uh, listen to podcasts, Mike. Do this, Mike. No, I don't want to do that. I want to get to the thrift store, make my money, and get home. Uh, I hate driving. All right, hit me with one. We'll go back and forth, rapid fire. I hate driving. 
I hate dealing with store managers who are confused about how to do a bulk deal and it takes them half an hour to figure it out. I hate that. I hate uh, manually bubble wrapping items. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I hate I stopped doing that. Um <laughs> uh, I hate having to constantly tweak my inventory system. I know why, but I, I, I hate it. I hate dealing with the post office when they have no idea what they're doing. I hate strangers walking into my shop wanting to buy books. I'm like, that's not how this works. Here's a coupon for my eBay store. Have a good day. I hate the fact that I enjoy lifting heavy books up three flights of steps. I hate having to look at an Amazon or eBay chart and trying to figure out what the hell I'm looking at because it's not intuitive. I hate when new resellers quit before they actually have given the business a real chance. I hate when other resellers don't do a simple Google search and ask me a question. That should have been mine, too. <laughs> that, that should have been mine, uh, 100%. Uh, I mean, I hate when people comment on my video about a topic that I literally covered in the video if they just would have wa watched the whole thing through. I hate when resellers ask the same question week after week on a call and waste everybody's time calling hate, all of you out. I hate eBay. I hate restock limits. I hate, I, I hate, oh, uh, I don't know. I think you got me beat here. I think we're going to wrap it up there. We appreciate everybody hanging out. Uh, if you're interested, join a YouTube membership. We're going to switch over to the members call and we will speak to you all next week. Woo. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.